0: What is up, everybody? Welcome
1: back to another episode of the Butterfly Effect Podcast. And today I have a repeat offender back in the building. Yes, sir. You called yourself the son of the earth, traveler of the universe is, the last time. Is that ever. what I said? Yeah, and it was so good. <laughs> I heard that today when I was listening back to our episode. I was like, damn, that was like, I could never introduce myself like that. That was so smooth. We have Devin back. Hey,
2: hey, hey. hey. Glad to be back. Glad Woo! to be back.
1: Woo! About to get spiritual, about to get philosophical.
2: Today, um, let's see, I'm the humble human today. That's, that's what I humble come in. Human. Yeah. You know, I'm just sharing my human experience today. As you
1: come in with two chains on. <laughs> <laughs> hey, <you laughs> but know, we're humble, we're humble. Hey,
2: paradoxes, you know? <laughs> that's when you get closer to the truth.
1: Exactly. See, I hope you already learned something today. But uh, I'm super excited to have you back. Thank you. Yes, What's course. been new since the last time you were on?
2: man whew, i feel like that was like i want to say like maybe it feels like two years ago actually
1: let me look it was back i feel like in 2020, 2020. it was around christmas time
2: yeah um so much has happened since then uh my family we started a business uptown that was crazy that was a crazy experience like, restaurant industry. Is it open? If you're thinking, no, it's done. It's oh. over with. <laughs> so, I was going to okay. shout it out. <laughs> Chicago's very own. Hey, it was yeah. good while it lasted. Uh, so, uh, I No, talk
1: is- about that more. What, what was that like?
2: So, um, okay, I don't know if you guys know the uptown area, but uptown is, like, super competitive with restaurants. Um, competition is heavy up there. So, if you are thinking about starting a restaurant or any type of cafe, I think Liana got something with this, this cannabis coffee here. I'm just yeah, I,
1: I have been scheming. <laughs> uh,
2: what I will say is that with heavy competition like that, you gotta be on top of your shit. So, when you come into the restaurant industry, the learning curve, you gotta notice because if you don't, like my dad and my uncle, It's not gonna last like you'll be in there for a year and then you'll be out of there and especially in uptown so many different uh, Businesses and everybody got food, but you know bars and atmospheres is the thing up there So we had really good food, but our atmosphere was lacking and people want to bring their friends and uh, You know post things at cool places. So Mm -hmm, good mm -hmm. food. That's like that's like that's not enough anymore Right. You need an atmosphere 'Cause I wanna post something. I wanna show my friends that I'm here. So if you are going to go into that, think atmosphere also. I mean you can't have trash food. But it's
1: a balance of the both. And you have to have a good yeah, the good ambiance, like good music playing, you have to have the right crowd for that type of food that you're serving, for the prices that you're serving. Like being where I work now as a server, like I had an experience to open the restaurant. I was the we were the opening staff. And I gotta see what goes into that. And it's so hard yeah. oh my god so i really give you and your family credit for doing that because this was a corporate that came in and opened this restaurant and they were struggling i can't imagine you. just your first time opening a restaurant it was like
2: 14 hour days in there bro it was- at minimum <laughs> yeah and then there
1: was still stuff more work to do
2: yeah uh, well luckily i didn't have a whole bunch of skin in the game so it was like a really good learning experience like i always wanted to be an entrepreneur. Uh, And start something at some point I still feel that way But now I know Like what It really takes And the type of commitment You gotta have It's it's like It's like another form of marriage Like You know Like you're saying your vows A little more At that point (laughs) A little more (laughs) You know So with that You know um, Today though What I want to get into Is spirituality In relationships Because I think that spirituality is being slept on as far as how vital it is for healthy relationships and for committed long-term relationships. So uh, let's get into that.
1: Yeah, well, this happens to be my two favorite subjects, spirituality <laughs> oh, <laughs> and relationships. <laughs> um, so for the listeners who may not have listened to the first time you were on yeah. um, or have forgot, can you kind of like... Explain spirituality and how it can look different from person to person because as we talked about on the last episode My version and my spirituality looks completely different than yours and your version of it And that's how it's supposed to be at least in my eyes. So what would you describe it as?
2: Okay, so my definition of spirituality right now like and it changes as you learn and as you practice but um Taking the time out of your day to nourish your spirit um and a lot of people do that in a lot of different ways but meditation yoga exercise getting out into nature um reading spiritual texts some people go the religious route uh for me i like to start my mornings on a spiritual tip where first i hit some nice exercise and like i get to the gym uh do some exercise and and then it's like into meditation and like journaling for a little bit. Uh, But it looks different for everybody. What's important though is that when you do practice spirituality, you get this sense of connection where you feel this oneness developing within you and you are connected to this inner world and the outer world. And when when you amplify that connection, it creates space in you to feel more joy, to feel more grace, more gratefulness. Um, And it fills you with all that good energy by emptying you of all the negative energy. So it's like a constant upkeeping, up like maintenance that you have to do. Otherwise you feel like you just stay with that negativity within you. Um, If you don't practice spiritualism, what typically happens is the mind is just thinking like a million miles per hour. Uh, And you have a lot of insecurities, you have a lot of anxiety because you're always in the future. You have a lot of depression because you are always in the past and rarely in the present where spirituality takes place. So that's why it's like super important that whatever path you take, that you develop that regimen to where you are cleansing yourself of that negative energy.
1: Yeah, one thing you said in the last episode, which I really, really liked how you worded it, yeah. you are know, like, spirituality for me is clearing my inner space. And I was like, whoa! Like, that is, yeah. like, he's, you are know, serious. Like, so my inner, like, that that dirt and that, um, that garbage, my inner garbage doesn't spill out into the world, so Darn. I'm, like, spreading negativity. And yeah. I, how you worded that, I was like, that really clicked in me. And, like, because nobody, I hope, doesn't have the intention to, like, cause ill will to anyone. But, yeah. like, when we are not our full selves our happiest balanced selves we do that unintentionally because we are not like you said we have that that trash that garbage inside of us that we're not working on and i was like oh my god like just the way you said it made my brain like
2: okay good i'll be dropping bars i'll be (laughs) unsure
1: this is another vlog to go and listen to that episode because you really were saying like really key things that were so simple to apply to your life yeah. and honestly listening to that again I was like I need to check back in because where I was like if I would have followed back and checked back in each day or however I would have yeah. been so much further than I am now I mean I've definitely made progress since that episode but like not how I felt like I could have been yeah done
2: and I think uh not judging yourself and being compassionate is a big piece of it.
1: That's one thing you kept yelling at me yeah. for. <laughs> oh, <so. You> know?
2: <laughs> it's so easy to analyze and criticize yourself. A lot of times you are your own like worst enemy. So um, spiritualism, it really, like practicing, it helps with that inner compassion. Mm-hmm. And as you practice that, you build, like, I want to say a feeling of self-love. So for me, spirituality is like self-love right and that's like what spirituality is nourishing your spirit but when you nurture somebody else's spirit that's that's love so you got to be able to to nurture your own spirit first though you can't nurture somebody else's spirit while your shit's malnourished get what i'm saying so i'm just (laughs)
1: yeah (laughs) 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 yeah Damn. Yeah. That's like, I mean, in simpler terms, how I used to say it is like, you can't fill someone else's cup when your cup isn't filled. Um, But that sounded way better. (laughs) No, hey,
2: yeah, that's real. So I think a lot of times it's like important to touch on what spirituality is because it's like a prereq for intimate relationships if you want a healthy one. If you're not looking for a healthy, if you want some toxic, which, you know, everybody got their thing, you know, then just skip that part. But if you're looking for that healthy, you know... Uh, so
0: do you think it like, has to be both people who know about spirituality, or what, can one person like be able to take that journey themselves or and teach that Ooh. their partner? Ooh. All right, That's so... That's a really good
2: question. now nah, this is good. Um, this is how it works for me in my head, like in my experience. Um, when you start an intimate relationship, you got like three different energies that you're bringing into the relationship, right? So you got spirit, you got love and then you got ego now you don't ever really get fully rid of your ego so it's always coming into it but in my experience people who don't practice some form of spirituality they have an inflated ego right and not so much love or spirit like it's it's like it's like ego's up here spirit spirit and love down there right so when two people come together, and if they both have inflated egos, they experience a lot of pain within their relationship. It's a big pain-pleasure cycle, but not real love, not real nourishment of our spirits, not uh, not really healing together. Like Everybody brings past pain into their relationship. And the point is not to amplify that pain, it's to heal that. I want to help you heal, and I want you to help me heal.
1: You just said something very interesting to me, because this... Yes, I love all that you just said so that part of everyone bringing something like past pain into a relationship You'll hear on like social media like you're not healed people aren't healed and they're getting into relationships And they're bringing their drama and they're bringing their past trauma onto the new person And I think there are people who have done the work, but no matter how much work you do That's still a part of your past. Do you think that's true? Or like do you think someone has to be fully healed before they get into another situation with someone else? Right. you said I want to help you heal and that's what I would think a healthy relationship is not you doing all the work for me but you helping me heal you being there and allowing me grace and space to figure out in a healthy situation how to completely heal that
0: that's a
2: great question um, I think when we look at it like nobody's ever at any point fully healed mm-hmm. I don't believe so um, I think That spirituality is a day-by-day thing nobody is fully enlightened so um, you know people's pain some people I think what they're getting at is that people kind of put band-aids on their pain and if you don't have that spiritual connection typically you have a lot of uh, different like I want to say like depression or anxiety but just let's just call it pain And what you do is you say, I'm feeling bad, and I'm feeling isolated, I'm feeling so alone. I think that if I get in a relationship, I'll feel better. Mm -hmm. But that's not how it works. You got to do the inner work before you jump into the relationship. Otherwise, you're just trying to put a band-aid on a wound that's not healing. And then, once you get into the relationship, it's like it's cool for a moment like that honeymoon phase Mm -hmm. but then the other person shit starts coming out and it's like oh damn now we're in a mess now we're in a crazy mess so i think it's a balance like nobody's fully healed but also yeah you got to be doing your inner work too
1: Mm -hmm. hopefully
2: that answered your question no
1: it did no because i've been in situations where i have had triggers from the past traumas from the past that i know that i hadn't been healed from fully and tried to get into a relationship, and that came out in different ways, and I take full accountability. Like, there's things that, that was happening that definitely triggered me, and I'm not making it up, but did I have to react the way I reacted? Did I have to feed into it or connect it and, like, go down a rabbit hole saying, oh, because this happened, that means he's cheating on me. Yeah. So, like, I know theres there's been moments in my life that I wasn't ready To get into a relationship fully but i do feel like i've done a lot of the work but i still think there's things that will trigger it and i think that other person needs to be understanding because that's what a relationship is like if i'm telling you something that you're doing is making me feel like i can't trust you what would you take offense to that or would you be like okay let me like see what am i doing
0: right
1: like that is making you upset and what can i change so we're on the same page, okay. or is that me asking you to heal me? Like I'm gen, maybe I'm not wording it right, but I'm no, no, that's asking. good.
2: That was good. I think. Um, so let me take two steps back.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Healthy relationships have good boundaries, right? Facts. So what 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 happens is as you get to know a person and you go into this intimate relationship where you're getting really deep, um, you start to realize like where you need to place boundaries for our relationship to really blossom into what it can blossom into. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you have these moments where you get triggered because of this person's actions, like those feelings, you have to own. You definitely got to own those feelings. Mm -hmm. Like those are in you. Now, was the person like, was the person wrong? I don't know. Like that's up to you and that guy to decide that. But having good boundaries and when they're crossed and communicating when something's been crossed and how you felt about it, that's important that you do that because i mean this is the thing if you're communicating a boundary or something you didn't like out of, out of like true concern for yourself mm-hmm. i think that's healing but if you're communicating a boundary out of like some type of ego gratification or insecurity then that's just smothering the other person totally right so you got to find the balance of you got to know where that 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 need for boundary is coming from like is this like for for healthiness or is this to support some type of negativity within me um that ego you know mm-hmm. what i'm saying so a lot of times if you get into a relationship with the insecure person they'll be setting up boundaries that just are unreasonable and then you feel smothered you know they're like possessive very jealous they like I don't even want you making eye contact with somebody. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so you know what?
1: <laughs> uh, you you been better a be like that,
2: Give a sideways hug. Don't, have, you don't been, have you been with
1: someone like that?
2: No, no, no. I haven't. I haven't. Um, no, my experience. Uh, ooh, let's let's talk about that. Uh, my experience. Let me think. So back to your question, what yes. you were saying. Um, when a person that is doing like the spiritual work encounters a person that is not right, and what happens? Um, I think my ex, right? We were together for about six years. Uh, she's blossomed into a beautiful person. We're not together anymore, though. Um, so at this state, that I just want to say I wanted to. It's all love, but <laughs> um, we were. It was growing, right? So we both were transforming, and now I'm going to speak about the past. So when um. When we met, I was doing the spiritual practice, I was doing the work, um, and I don't believe she was. She had a lot of different insecurities within her. Her ego is pretty inflated. And the thing you want to do to have a healthy relationship, you don't want to judge. So I don't want to come off as judgmental here. Nobody's perfect. I was not perfect in the relationship, but I'm just stating it as I observed it. So... (sighs) um when somebody has that void in them and they are feeling really insecure and searching for that validation from anywhere they can get it you can give them as much validation as you want as you can muster but as long as that void is within them and they aren't doing the work it'll never be enough like it'll never be whatever it won't be enough so I think at that point, when I realized that I needed to set a boundary and say I can't do this anymore, right? And just, uh, but giving up like that's tough for me. Once I'm connected to somebody at a deep level like that, it's hard to just say, "Hey, I'm out. I gotta, I gotta dip," <laughs> you know? <laughs> so it spiraled on for however many years, and then, you know, it came to a collapse once it was like boundaries crossed that I just couldn't even like live with, like pain-wise you know what I mean so um definitely at this point in my life like I'm at a better place at setting boundaries and you gotta you gotta be strong with that shit and then you gotta be done with that shit if you encounter some foul stuff you know what I mean so um
0: yeah
1: yeah that's a tricky one because I feel like I also have a hard time saying this because I never ever want to come from a place where I think I know more than someone or that I think I'm perfect Because I think I'm always a work in progress and I think that's what life is yeah however I do want to acknowledge my growth as well like mm. I know that the person that I am today I've put in a lot of work to be this version of myself and whereas I'm not perfect I can hold I hold myself to a higher standard because I have been through therapy i have learned hard lessons and taken them seriously and like grown as a person so when i have tried to set boundaries and like bring up things that have like made me start feeling uncomfortable um I had things thrown back in my face, like you're insecure, and I I didn't take offense to them t- saying that because honestly, I think every single person on this earth probably has one or two insecurities, Most, like that's no, a normal more, thing. More. So I didn't take right, I didn't yeah. take offense to that. Cause I'm like, yeah, no shit, but that's not what I'm talking about, and it was hard because I was working with someone, like I was trying to work on a team with someone who was not at my level. Yeah, and it's not to say that I'm above anyone. Right. It's just they were not op- they were not open minded enough to see someone else's point of view to get on the same page it felt it was really hard it was extremely hard and it made me question myself and like like am I right am I wrong like am I ready to be in something am I into like it made me question myself and obviously it wasn't the right situation for me and it's done but that was a really hard thing because that was somebody who hadn't done the work and was not a spiritual person so going back to Keith's question like can you be with someone who's not doing the work? Like, I don't think it can work. And from your situation, it sounds like, it doesn't work
2: either. So, like, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, no, I I agree. So, again, when you're setting that boundary, I think what you did was great. Like, and you communicated it when it was crossed and when you felt a way about it. Like, the point is when you encounter misery, then you set the limit right there. Like, I felt this way, I'm going to set a limit here let's not do that again. And if it's out of like it's out of love and really protecting yourself, not on some ego stuff, but like cuz I want our relationship to bloom, like it's about us, it's not just about me. I think that, that that's beautiful. If the person can't reciprocate and feel that, then yeah, they probably just it's just like a chemistry clash type of shit, you yeah. know what I mean? So everybody's not for everybody, so, you that's know. That's true. Yeah. Um
0: but you guys don't want to become like Teachers? Teachers? Like, uh, You've all this knowledge about spirituality and stuff, and you get in a relationship who you see is spiritually damaged. Like, is that your duty as a spiritual sage, so to speak, like, to go out and teach that person? That, or is it more like, oh, I need to protect my spirituality? Mm.
1: I like that.
2: That's a good question. I think, for me... Intimate relationships are—it's—it's it's both. I think you guys are both learning from each other, right? Um, but you gotta own your part in it. Like, I can't—I can't do the spiritual work for you. You know, like I can teach a class, but you gotta show up. Um, and you gotta like take what I'm hearing and process it. A lot of times when you get in relationships. Um, and they're not doing the work again, you're dealing with a big ego. And that ego, when you say, Hey, that was wrong, they're gonna be like, They're gonna blow up on you. You know what I'm saying? So it's a big undertaking. I think for my friends and for humans and for people in general, I'll do that. Like, I'll be the teacher, I'll have the conversation as many times as we need to. But an intimate partner, you guys. Are becoming one with each other a real unit which means that over time that's going to affect you and what happened to me is my spiritualism was tanked like and my ego was inflated and I started feeling insecure so what happened is I went into the relationship and then I became more insecure from it you know what I mean so it goes both ways it's like A negative plus a negative is a negative. A positive plus a negative, it could go either way depending on which one is greater. I was not greater at that point, if that makes sense.
1: 100%. Oh my god. That's crazy. You're like speaking about a situation that I'm going through right now. Like this, I just think everything happens for a reason. And like every conversation happens at the right time. Like, I think that's how the universe works. And it's just crazy how you're saying the exact thing that I needed to hear right now. Yeah. Because it's just not, yeah.
2: Are we on the butterfly effect?
1: (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) we are! (laughs) Isn't that crazy? Oh my God. Oh my God. So do you think when, so say in the situation where you're like, their ego, like you bring three things into a situation. You said it's ego, spirit, and what was the third? Love. Love. Love is, like, obviously what binds the people and, like, keeps them there. And then the ego, like hopefully the ego and the spirit are balanced almost but like yeah. if the ego's inflated do you feel like your spirit starts to get drained from that person that's how i literally yeah. would leave situations feeling like drained mm-hmm. and i was like what is happening like i feel like my energy is being literally sucked out of me and i notice i'm not doing things that i should be doing that not that i should be that i want to do yeah. like my podcast or my creative work like i didn't feel any energy to put into that mm-hmm. and i wanted to just make sure that person was taken care of and happy and okay in our situation. So then I stopped doing stuff for myself. Like
2: That's just, that's my point. Like When it's a void like that, you can give and give and give and give, and then at the end of the day, you see that <laughs> the fire is not lighting. Like I'm trying to spark this bitch, but it's not lighting. So I think at the point that you went away from that situation and you felt drained that needs to be communicated because I don't and if that happened multiple times that's something for you to really consider sometimes the best move is is a hard move but it has to be done otherwise shit like this won't be happening you know what I'm saying Liana's not doing her podcast because she giving her energy to
1: whoever it
2: is you know wrong
1: things yeah it doesn't even have to be people it could be anything it could be
2: anything yeah so it's really setting those healthy boundaries is important so i think it goes like spirituality love intimate relationships and then once you reach that intimate setting those boundaries even if it's two spiritual people Mm -hmm. like like i said you always bring an ego into the relationship Mm -hmm. so the question is does this person want to heal and want to help me heal or not like that should be a conversation you have like where are you on your healing journey you know Mm -hmm. and if a person like, what the fuck you talking about? Like, you, you know. That's
1: <laughs> nice. That's I know exactly where you're at. <laughs> have you ever been, because we're talking from a situation where we're kind of coming from maybe a more experienced point spiritually. Yeah. Um, as the person in the relationship, have you ever been on the reverse end of that where somebody else was more advanced in their spiritual journey and they cut you off?
2: Ooh, damn. Oh, man. Uh-huh. I don't know. I don't know. I've definitely been cut off before, but I don't, <laughs> I don't know if it was because of uh, spiritual things. Uh, so, uh, nah, I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to, <laughs> we can get more into that later. No, this situation, I don't think it was a, a, a spiritual thing that cut it off. It was just timing. I don't think it was good timing for for our relationship to blossom into what it could have been. I think if timing was different then you know, things could have, could have went, um, as far as they wanted to go. But I haven't been in a situation where, you know, uh, I don't think like at least intimately, but I haven't been in that many intimate relationships either. So, and I think, I think spirituality is sexy. I think like if you about that, then like, I you already got like, like seven points in my book. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. yeah, for any seven other... out of how many
1: though?
2: <sighs> oh, shit, how far can that's it
1: too go? Dang, <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a big chunk. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, nah, let's say seven out of twelve. I'm, a, I'm seven, a, of 12. seven. out of twelve. That's I need I need I need five more I need let me get five more points, but seven out of twelve, that's solid. Yeah, nah, yeah that's solid. <laughs> what's the
1: other five points. Big But solid. think
2: about if you don't have the spirituality, you already you know what I'm saying? Negative, yeah, yeah it's like it's tight. <laughs> so, um no, I don't think I've been in a situation where at least intimately, like of course I've learned from so many different people uh, in different situations, where I don't know if it's any like one that like person that's more spiritual, but I think people give you messages, like you said, at the time that you need them, and it's something like spiritually potent in that message mm-hmm. for you. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody can get the same fortune cookie and apply it differently. So,
1: that's so true. yeah, <laughs> you know, yeah. so
2: I think everything is a spiritual teaching for me, it's always a deeper message in it for me so I think the people that I was involved with and just because they weren't doing the spiritual work doesn't mean that I didn't learn a lesson or a spiritual lesson that could apply so I think everybody is a teacher and I think people come into your life for a reason and I think you should reflect on that and kind of see how those actions made you react and the different things that are within you because those are lessons that you can learn you know what I mean? So. In a way, everybody's a spiritual teacher to me, so...
1: That's how I look at life, too. I say, like, everyone's in your life for a reason, a season, or just, like, for life. Like, there's some for lifers, and that's a blessing, but some people are just there for a reason, and some are just there for a season. And, like, you can learn something from every single person, no matter what, because in every situation, there's room for growth within yourself.
2: Right.
1: Mm -hmm. Now that you're so spiritual, do you have, like, spiritual red flags? Like, you're like... Mm-mm.
2: Ooh, red flags And she's
1: hmm. using that demon emoji <laughs> Is she she's on demon on time? time? <laughs> she's not on her spiritual
2: journey uh, Ooh, that was a good question I think a big one for me is attention span So if we talking and I can't even keep your attention Or you can't give your attention and it's like all over the place It's on your phone, it's over there, it's over there that's a big red flag for me because spiritual work requires attention and it qu- requires concentrated focus attention on like your internal journey so if we can't even have a conversation and make eye contact <laughs> I think that's a red flag for me if so. it's just
1: ADHD <laughs> <laughs> if
2: it, if, it's, if you come to me and you're like this my doctor's note <laughs> I, <laughs> I got you <laughs> come to the doctor's note first Sorry. 2024, i yeah. no, well, That's crazy. You can't be self-diagnosed. No. <laughs> yeah,
1: this is, no, you cannot take one of those quizzes online.
2: Nah, I need that doctor's note. I but that's,
1: even to your point still, it does, like, I for sure, have ADHD. It's not diagnosed. I do. Are you sure? I'm positive. I I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> you got your
2: doctor's note? Yeah.
1: I could absolutely. I have even talked to my therapist, and she's like, "Yeah, you really got a little something going on." Like, but the test is four hours long, and I'm sorry, I don't want to take that four hour <laughs> oh,
0: test. That test is a pamphlet book thing where they ask about the past, and like it's worth it
2: though. It's, it's that kind it, of that counter-, counter. should
0: prove what happened. Yeah, it's that to take kind of productive. <laughs> Thank like, like, you. That's why you do <laughs> a blitz therapy. I think <sighs> if you can't make it through it you get you got I think I got the
1: test <laughs> but that's my point I had to get I had to first do the work to understand myself in that way because yeah. I would interrupt people and it was just because I was excited I didn't mean to interrupt them in a night like in a I think my words or my opinion is more important I'm just so excited to share my thought and like I had to really work on that because that's not who I want to present myself in this world. So, like, that took work within myself, even if it is ADHD. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, I get what you're It's saying. self-reflection, self-work, and self-awareness. Yeah. So, to your point, yeah, even if they have ADHD. They, no, no, <laughs> like, no,
2: it's not. Look, ADHD, look. <laughs> let's talk about it.
1: Canceled. <laughs>
2: yeah, let's talk about it attention right i guess like adhd is attention deficit disorder or some shit like that like, Yo, what is it uh, yeah. something like that hyperactive something hyperactive, like that yeah, okay yeah. so when i said a lack of attention i don't i mean i don't i don't think i have adhd i haven't taken the test i'm saying i don't i i mean i don't think people with adhd can't pay attention like i i both of y'all, if y'all really have it, like y'all saying, right? He said you guys doctors know. I'm not sure about you. I
1: don't like this.
2: <laughs> what I'm saying is, y'all both have been able to focus just as well as I've been able to focus on this on on this podcast here. So even if you have ADHD, that doesn't throw you off. Like that's not a red flag to me. What's a red flag is. Are your actual actions, you know what I'm saying? I don't care what you label yourself as. What the fuck are you actually doing? <laughs> yeah. It's about what, are you, what you're what you doing, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I hear you for sure. What are some, like, spiritual things you'd want to do within a relationship? Because uh, I've thought about that. Because, like, you know how couples will go to church on Sunday morning, you know? Like, if you are a Christian or they'll go to the mosque, whatever your rel- religion are. Yeah. Like, for how I practice spirituality there's not like a set day time and place that you gather with community and do it i'm sure there are but i'm not doing it but i would like to include that in my relationship i think that makes it deeper like you talked about more intimate like i'd want to experience that with my partner for sure
2: yeah um i think in my experience it i like i like stretching a lot like getting a good stretch in with my partner um I read up on a lot of Tantra. So, Tantra is like, it's like spirituality and sex come together, mm-hmm.
1: right? Which so, makes sense. Yeah. That just makes sense. <laughs> <Right>? yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
2: So, um, Tantra is great also. Like, the practice, like, sex is like, it is like two people truly becoming one on a physical level. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, what's also happened is you're becoming one on a spiritual level too and tantra really emphasizes on that spiritual level with the sex not just focus on the physical level of it so i mean i would tantra yeah we we gotta we gotta see how that go uh can I, you
1: explain more about tantra i feel like people would be interested in hearing about that like what more do you know
2: um so i mean it's been a minute and i'm not in an intimate relationship right now so i'm gonna be like. You Get hear him. that, lady? <laughs> yeah. I, you on the market. Are you booking? So, I
1: shouldn't assume. Oh shit! You are know. you in a single season? Or are you in a searching season? Damn. Or an open? That's crazy. You should never search.
2: Yeah, I'm not searching, but I am open. Oh, I don't know. I'm focused too. You know. See, that's why I asked Because might... I'm in a focus season Exactly, so if I come in, I might have ADHD When I come in Because I'm, <laughs> I'm focused on my shit You know <laughs> <So>. <laughs> you know what, I think everyone's a little
1: nervous Yeah, so
2: if you like that sometimes And that's what I meant about timing with the other women. Like I was so busy It just, it, yeah Attention is super important Tantra, okay, so yeah We probably got to do a whole different episode for that I guess what I can get into is Tantra is really about masculine and feminine energy really melting into one. And it uh, slows the pace of sex down and brings a spiritual dimension into it.
1: Oh, yeah. Uh, you know,
2: it's like, it's like you really are in that session for hours, not just like on some let's get our quick nuts off type of shit. Like yeah. it's not that. It's way deeper than that, you know. Mm-hmm. And you need to set real time to really... Like melt into each other oh, doesn't so, that sound amazing yeah like, <laughs> yeah you know yeah Not yet. Yeah. We're on oh, focus. yeah right
1: focus <laughs> <laughs> <Someday>. <laughs> Dad, <turn this> off. <laughs>
2: but yeah so tantra is definitely what's up i think um i think a lot of times unfortunately people look at spiritualism and then they take sex out of it because so many people are condemned, so many religions condemn sex. Yes, you know what I'm saying. Yeah. But spiritualism doesn't, and especially tantra. So I think that if sex is a thing for you and you're looking for spirituality, tantra is the way to go. No doubt about that shit. So. See,
1: okay. Here's another. This is random. Um, for sure. Spiritual Nobody's men. Watching. Hmm. Nobody's watching. No one's watching. <laughs> 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 Just thousands and thousands. Just kidding. <laughs> um. I've heard this thing that, like, I really like the idea of us like, a spiritual relationship, and, like, all of that sounds so beautiful, but sometimes I think, like, the idea of monogamy isn't in alignment with some versions of my spirituality, like, yeah, I feel like I want to be with just one person. But I'm like, do I? Like, I I I question it, you know? And, like, I feel like people who are spiritual also have that same idea. And that's kind of scary to think about being with somebody who is also spiritual, if that is my intention is to have a monogamous relationship, which just comes down to communication. But I don't know. Like, I heard, like, spiritual men are, like they out there yeah yeah no that's and they may be honest about it but like it's still like they're not gonna want to be just with one person and that's hard for me to kind of accept and it's not all spiritual men right right. but have you do you kind of get what i'm going with that
2: no i understand that and honestly i've been uh like really looking into that myself um like what is really best on a human experience like as far as love is concerned i believe love is infinite i believe you know you can always have more of it and deepen it right Mm. um so with that how do you reconcile something that's infinite and then also make it exclusive right and that's the thing that we struggle with in monogamous relationships like love really don't have a limit right I don't believe it does, but then when we become exclusive with the person, I think some of the boundaries that we end up setting is that you can only go so far in your depth of love with other people. Like we can go this deep, but look for everybody else, you gonna have to, you know, right there type of shit. So are you
1: saying you could do an open relationship?
2: I'm saying that I I still got an ego too, and. I don't know if it's my Look at Leo. that self awareness. Yeah, <laughs> we love it. <laughs> we love to see it. I don't know if it's my Leo Mars sign or my Aquarius hey. shit. Uh, but I like. Damn, this is sad, I and mean, I I know it. I like the idea of somebody being mine, and I don't know where that comes from because I feel like, I'm okay. With with with. I think sharing. And I'm almost scared to say that shit. <laughs> you know? It's like, are you really okay with that shit? So I don't know until I experience it. I think what would be cool is if you could get a polyamorous person on the podcast to talk about their experience.
1: If anyone listening and comes across this, and I hope you do, I would love... To have a conversation with you i'm very interested in like learning and hearing and like seeing another side of life that i have not grown up in and i have not had like experienced myself so if you are out there listening like genuinely this would be a place where i just want to learn and i think a lot of other people would want to hear your story so please let me know and come on i would love it no judgment no judgment at all but i feel the same exact way like The reason why i got to this point is because one of my fears like i was cheated on before and that just like really broke me like opened like it was this betrayal and then i had to go through this whole journey of finding myself and loving myself through that and knowing that like everyone makes mistakes and like it had nothing to do with myself and my own worth but i connected it to that for a long time and i think for a while i brought that fear into every relationship because it it was like something that hurt me the most out of anything like and it was just because i think i was I'm somebody, when I love, I want to love so deeply, and, like, on every level, like, I want to do everything together. Like, I want to experience life, and, like, you're my partner, we're locked in. Yeah. So when someone didn't feel that way about me and was were able... Well, maybe they did, but they betrayed my trust, because our agreement was to not do that. That
2: was the boundary. That
1: hurt. And mm-hmm. so now I was so afraid of that, that I pushed the idea of, like, being in an open relationship like that just never was an idea to me like obviously growing up we saw monogamous relationships thrown in our faces everywhere yeah like that's all we know and i don't know if i could be in a open relationship but if my fear is that and it's just because somebody wants to go have sex with somebody else yeah but they still only want to, like, build a life with me. I don't know, even saying that, no. it scares me, because I don't want someone to, to me, like, well, I saw on this episode, you said your own oh life. No, that's not what we're doing. But I'm trying to expand yeah, my it's mind. Your hands
2: non monogamous now. Huh? <laughs>
0: yeah,
1: I'm locked into monogamy. Yeah. But, like, I want to expand my mind and try to picture myself in a situation where, like, like, you, like intimacy and sex are not the same. They don't have to be the same thing. Like, sex... People just sometimes wanna have just sex.
2: Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: And they don't want, I don't know why you wouldn't want it to be with that part. See, I keep talking, like I fight my own thoughts. No, that's real. I'm trying yeah. to get deeper, but yeah. my thoughts keep stopping it.
0: Like how I'm listening to you guys, it's kinda like, all right, there's food that you should eat, 100% mm-hmm. that'll make your body good. But then there's like funnies, or there's like chocolate cake. And it's like, yeah, there's food, and like I should put food that's good for me in my body. But at the same time, this chocolate cake tastes pretty damn good. I'm trying. But it. it's not ruining my body, technically. True. But at the same time, it, it, it gives me that uh, the happiness motivation. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. That everybody kind of strives yeah. for type
1: shit. It's yeah. just nice to have every once in a while. Like, what you said, I heard another podcast, maybe you saw this clip too. It was a guy talking about water. He's like... Relationships and cheating and like that is like what like men and sex are like water. They need water That's like their main relationship. They need water. They want water They they need water to live but sometimes they want apple juice But even if they have that apple juice they still are gonna want water. They want that water again They need that water to survive But sometimes they want orange juice and they just want to switch up their palate But it doesn't mean they want like they need it to survive that sounds crazy to say out loud and relate it to relationships. But when I heard it through and he might have said it better, it made sense to me. And that really made me think, like, is an open relationship as scary as you as I think it is? But it comes down to trust and communication.
2: So true. I mean, I'm definitely not poly uh, yet. Or if that's happening, I'm not really sure. I'm kind of, like, in the same state that you're in. Like, I experienced like, being cheated on and I'm, like yeah that shit was crazy yeah. uh, you know like when you're fully committed and then it go like south you'd be like damn <laughs> let me go back to the drawing board like how does this really work type of shit mm-hmm. so I think poly can work it takes communication I'm not an expert I did read Sex at Dawn if you, like that's a poly book like you, oh, should, okay. you should check it out like it goes through a lot of the different theories and poly secure too Um episode coming up yeah poly secure is solid um, but I don't know I think yeah monogamous or polygamous you can like you can go either way I, I guess but in the book Sex at Dawn when I read it there were so many different cultures that just shared partners and like everybody was just happy you know it was like and if that was the case it was like damn like me and my ex would still be together at this point like we was, we chilling you know what I'm saying but I think conditioning like I'm only used to monogamy like, yeah. I've only experienced that for so so many years so I think as far as spiritual men being leaning more to um, polyamory I don't know but I can definitely say that I've thought about it in my head I'm okay with going either route I think I can stomach either route but I don't know that until I actually experience an open relationship
0: yeah, so as a, can you stomach that route like, think about it <laughs> no, I get sick <laughs> Oh, like, yeah, do you? you
1: imagine laying in bed? Wait, it, <laughs> I know be they're
0: true? out. Is it the thought process of it? Like, if you, are you focusing on that certain subject so much when you can literally just be going out to get groceries and all of a sudden that moment just happened? You didn't think of it, you didn't know about it, and all of a sudden it happened and it's over with.
1: Would you want to know?
2: Would I want to know?
0: Yeah. Yeah
1: because or else it feels like cheating
2: yeah, yeah I want to know I want to know I wanna but
1: I don't know, know if I want like, <laughs> <laughs> to know I want to know but you can't unknow. know I want to know I want to know oh you have to really uh, trust shit. that person <laughs> I don't even think
0: it's really like some people I feel like have the trust with it but it's kind of like because I feel like a lot of people from Chicago are probably in that became a thing <laughs> <laughs> nobody just talked about it but like no nah, yeah, no nah, that's not some true or like oh i just don't want you to see or see you in public with that person yeah do what you want x y and z but no. i just don't want to have that image
1: out there oh okay okay heard I wouldn't be that way. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not me. I'm not, not I me. Am Y'all say something. Yeah. I, yeah. no, <laughs> no,
0: I love this. This
1: is what I want. I want to think because this is really hard for my brain to expand and see myself in that position. And that's exactly what I want to do. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I don't know, though. I oh,
2: I know. I know what you're saying. And I feel like. I don't know. Like I said, I've only experienced monogamy. No, no, that's a lie. I've experienced failed monogamy. <laughs> <laughs> so I guess uh, I have not experienced polygamy and failed polygamy. However, that go depending on what you can stomach. Um, but you know, a lot of cultures around the world like that's normal. Like, so I don't know. When you see those different behaviors, like, and say, oh. I can choose to react to this situation in a completely different way. Like, I don't have to feel this way. It just opens up different possibilities. So, I think, yes, spiritual men, women, typically are, like, more in tune with those possibilities. You know what I mean? So, I think that they will be more open and not so shut to different things. But, I don't know. Honestly, I could, I, I think... I could go super deep and super exclusive or I could be super expansive. Like I could go either route. Honestly, I'm yeah. not really sure. Again, it just depends on the versatile. Yeah, the vibe that I you yeah. know that I feel from um, the woman that I'm with, you know. Mm-hmm. Like if we could check it out, you know, see how that go. Um and then if it works out, it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't.
1: Can you look up how a uh, when monogamy like became popular? I'm really curious about the history of this because you're so right. T- there's still tons of um, civilizations that still follow polygamy.
2: Yeah, a lot of uh.
0: Well, and, I'll and let people tied to religion. To, yeah.
1: Which everything is tied to religion. Which, if you follow astrology, we're getting out of the age of, um, what is it? Pisces? The age of Pisces, yeah. which is high in religion, mm. and I, it's really interesting to see some of these like societal. Um, standards that we have break down. Yeah. Like,
2: Age of Aquarius, you know what it is. Age you know. of Aquarius, <laughs> yeah. I'm ready for it. It's going to be
1: very, like, it's going to be different.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, it's already getting different. You can feel it. It's AI. getting different, right?
1: AI is yeah. coming. Yeah.
2: It's, yeah.
1: Crazy. it's getting
2: different.
0: It says, I uh, uh, was kind of practiced, first practice, like 5,000 to 10,000 years ago. Yeah. It's tied with religion a lot, too. Like yep. having that one person family unit, and then when governments happen, it's actually in a government standpoint, it's good population control. Like in a in America, we had this nuclear family, which was a mom, dad, um, son, daughter, four people. Yeah. But then in China, they had they it was like frowned upon to have daughters sometimes. So if you had an extra amount of daughters, it was popular to disown that and like elevate your son. So it kind of was like.
2: What do you do the whole
1: marriage thing for yeah that's a crazy i concept too of the of monogamy because yeah the government of course would have their fingers in that as well to for like help sure. population control and it all ties together and how they control us yeah
2: i think think? Oh, go
0: ahead, go ahead.
2: I think if you can get over your ego poly could be like think about how much not i mean other than stds going crazy <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, dude, yeah. Think about uh, how much pain you would not be subject to. You know what I mean. So, well, what,
0: um, like personal pain or like, or I guess internal pain or external. Pain. Well, have you ever
2: been cheated on? That's the question. Yeah. Dope. How much pain does that cause you?
0: It causes a lot of pain. Hundred percent. Polly,
2: let's. Oh, well, look, I'm speaking poly like I know poly. Yeah, I don't you're know. Like, I am the poly <laughs> keeper, Can I'm we get the poly person. expert up here, please, <laughs> oh at some God, point? The
0: pain <laughs> Like, it, was, it wasn't it was like pain that, oh, I don't want to have. It's pain like you kind of learn from. Yeah. You kind of avoid instead of being like, oh, okay, I'm going to do this again. It's like, oh, okay, I kind of know the signs to look for with a person who doesn't want to be with me. It's like shit. Yeah.
1: Can we tie back... Okay, tying back then to triggers from past things. Like, yeah. what is your ego and what is, like, your intuition telling you, like, this is not... This is not the situation or your ego being... Is it? Would it be your ego? Uh, the
2: opposite of intuition? Would ego be the opposite? No, I think I think ego can help you. Like, it, okay. it can definitely help you too. But also sometimes it's more so seeing the present from the eyes of the past. So you're putting shit. You're taking. You're looking at actions and thinking that they mean something that they don't, because mm-hmm. you're looking at it from what you experience.
1: But what if they do mean what?
2: but what if they do then the ego be like I told your ass
1: (laughs) (laughs) I told you but that's always what happens to me is (laughs) that what happens to you? not always
2: not anymore I've learned I would say you got good intuition I don't think the ego is all bad we have our mind we have those things in us to recognize patterns and protect us from danger so if you recognize a pattern and you feel the way I say go with your intuition and the person that you are if let's say you're wrong it'll be a test of their character if they can forgive you. You get what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So, I think go with the intuition. Always. Yeah. Always. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I don't think, personally, I don't think ego really is, like, always a bad thing because ego is so intertwined with, like, who people think they are. Yeah. And sometimes ego comes out when you need to be confident or need to be courageous Mm -hmm. in certain uh, things. I feel like it gets deeper into why are you having an ego about this? Is this because you're not getting something you want? Yeah. Or is it because you're in insecurity or something else? It's like an indicator rather than oh that person has a big ego. It's like oh they haven't had an unchecked or they haven't checked on their ego in a while, so it's like super inflated. To use the metaphor. Mm-hmm. I like
2: no, that's real. So I think. Um I think there was a book called Abundance by Deepak Chopra. If hopefully I'm not getting this wrong, Um, but like God, the universe is like the super ego, and then we all have our like collective, like individual egos within us, you know, that give us our individuality, that gives us a, a unique sense of purpose. I think it becomes unchecked and really gets out of line when your spiritual practice is off because you don't have the balance in there. Spirituality gives you space to process all the different things that's happening within you. Mm -hmm. And if you don't have that space to process things, it just builds up into this ugly monster and you're just doing shit. You know what I'm saying? So I think as you practice spirituality, that's like the root of the tree. You water that... The ego grows into something beautiful. Your love relationships grow into something beautiful. Without that, the ego is kind of left in check, and things, I mean, if you don't water the root of a plant, it dies. That's just how it happens. So it's on a path of destruction. That's why, coming back all the way back around, do the spiritual work, guys. Whatever it is.
1: Stop hurting people. Damn. (laughs) Do
2: the spiritual work. No, you're really hurting yourself. You know that shit. Like, you feel that pain in you. And if you go out and try to connect with somebody else, it's just going to amplify it. So just, just just, work on that shit starting today. <laughs> and and, and um, well, as you're feeling more love, you'll share more of that love. And the people around you will feel that too. And be like, damn,
0: this is crazy.
2: Like, he just, you know. So that's what I would say.
1: Mm-hmm. I like that. One thing um, that I've been kind of trying to do lately. Because there was this incident at work. Where, and these girls didn't mean anything by it, but we were just like, it was the first time I was working with them, and I was just trying to get to know them, and I was like asking what their sign was, da-da-da, and they're like, you're a Libra, and they're like, oh, you're a Libra, and that was the first time I ever got that from someone, because yeah. normally Libras are pretty, when they're healthy Libras, they're balanced, peacemakers, friendly, bubbly people, yeah. and so I was like, never got a negative reaction from it, and they said that, they are like, oh, you're vain, huh, and I took, I remember hearing that, and I was so like offended by it at first. I was like, what about me gives vain? But then I sat with that and I was like, what about that offended me? It's because there's some truth in that. I was like, and then I had to really like actually think about myself and i and reflect oh my god and i was like whoa you doing and so the work? I, I'll be doing the work <laughs> doing and the work? i love moments like that because it, it's like a check-in for yourself so you can see how far you've come because in the past i would have been like i hate those girls like they're just mean to me for no reason like you know victimized myself and really like made it their problem instead of doing like doing some reflection and seeing like you know maybe there is some truth to yeah. that. I am a little vain and I can own that and I can know that, but yeah. I know that I'm also all these other things too. But that took a lot <laughs> a lot of work Yo. to be able to accept that and acknowledge that, but then also be like that's not all that I am too. Oh and and now when I hear things like when people say things or I read things that offend me, I take a second instead of being like why did they say that? I think why does that offend me? Ooh. Like what is it in me that is triggering? Like yeah. what do I need to like still do? To move past that,
2: you're getting a 7 out of 12 right now. That's what's happening. <laughs> Watch out, ladies! <laughs> That's what's happening. <laughs> no, I. The spirituality has
1: really changed my life. Teacher
2: is also the student. Like, I learned from. Like, you just dropped bars right there. Like, I was like, damn. You know, spirituality for me, I had thought, like, all right, let me get my morning straight. But from what you just said, and I had just realized, it's like, it's a constant thing. It's a by situation thing. Like, when i'm triggered or when i feel some type of emotion i gotta take two steps back and you know enter that inner realm and and process that information so i think when I when the audience like take that and realize that spirituality and the practice like that shit's 24 7 yeah you know so it's a
1: lifestyle it's how you it's Just how you, like, live and you carry yourself each day, I think, is a test to your spirituality. And I'm sure that's how people feel about, like, Christianity. I always use that as an example because that's, like, the one I'm most familiar with outside of my own. Like, I know other religions exist, but that's just what I have to draw from. But, like, people say that you walk with God every day and they they abide by the commandments or, like, whatever it is. Like, that's what we do with spirituality as well. It just looks different. Yeah, yeah. Or Mm -hmm. labeled different. I agree. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you, like, it was making me think also about being in a situation with somebody who, like, you know, like, like us, we're reflective. We do the work. We um, are aware of ourselves and what we bring to the situation and know that there's room for growth. But there's people that I feel like are so hurt that intentionally, like, will make you question yourself.
2: Um, in my past relationship, like I said, I had became like really like unsure, like just not sure footed. Like typically, I'm a sure footed, like really confident person, but um, this experience really like shook me. And um, like while I was in the relationship, so I, you know, I second guessed myself quite a bit in that. And in, like, I think which ways? Um, I think. I think I think men in general have a fear of uh like not in a sense being adequate or not being enough, right? And that had become like I was constantly trying to prove that I was enough. You know what I'm saying? And I think when you got to when you feel like you got to prove that you're enough, you're already fucking up. Like you were born enough. You know what I'm saying? So um I think uh, the relationship brought out some of my own insecurities and I couldn't really figure out why it wasn't working out like how it should have been and I just felt like I could have done better I think anytime you can do better but I think again that self compassion that humility knowing that you're not perfect and being okay with that but taking steps to be better each day telling you those intimate relationships when you really really go deep and become one with the person you 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 get exposed to all to all of that person you know what i mean and i mean everybody got some darker shit in them that they don't show on the surface like it just like that's just the case um all lights create shadows you know so really you know being able to meet that person in their shadow and pull them out of it
1: Mm -hmm.
2: that's that's the work that we do for each other so we can love in the light. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, next time you come back, we're going to have to talk about Tantra some more.
2: Yeah, we got to go. Go crazy on the Tantra and Tantra. I... Yeah, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> You're just
1: going to let me say Tantra? I, that's why I threw it out there. Tantra. I that a
2: little
1: bit, that tantra. <laughs> that's crazy. You're just going to have <laughs> me out here looking like that. I was a,
2: that's why I had to reset. it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so, next time uh, on Tantra. <laughs>
2: yeah and then if yes if you can at some point i think the polyamorous perspective that would be good i
1: really hope someone comes forward for that because that'd be so interesting yeah i'm excited to learn more about that if you
2: don't have like some type of spiritual practice today like meditation journaling whatever it is don't feel bad like don't judge yourself and don't feel like I'm judging you or anything like that's the type of shit that prevents us from developing these things like let go all that be compassionate and fuck I'm with you like I don't even <laughs> stick to it all the time you know what I'm saying so um don't judge yourself too much and I think developing something spiritual will help cleanse, cleanse those negative things so you have more space to share love and joy and then your intimate relationships will flower from that Um, that's it
1: I like that and one last note on that like I really like that part of like it's gonna look different for everyone and I just really want that to come across clear like spirituality and the journey and your routine can look different from everyone else and I think that we all get in this mindset that your routine has to look like someone else's. Like you go on TikTok and everyone's like, my five a.m. routine. I wake up and I take a cold shower and I make a coffee. They're not even probably doing that every day. But like my point <laughs> is, like they that may work for you. Like waking up at five and journaling and meditating and all of that stuff. It has so much benefit and that's yeah. great. But if that's not where you're at and that's gonna stop you from starting your journey at all, then don't do that. Like for me, it's like taking moments in my day that I'm like, whoa, I didn't like how that was, and then reflecting on it. Yeah. That cou- helps you grow too like if that's your only thing you're doing for yourself that's huge like it's small steps and it doesn't have to look like the person next to you like that's why i even wanted to start this episode it's devin's spirituality is different than mine like we it looks different for everyone so don't let that stop you and deter you from starting at all because i know that was for me for a really long time i was like i can't commit to a full routine so i might not might as well not even start yeah but that's that's so not the truth and like you can start anywhere and it if that's all you ever do the rest of your life, at least you're doing that. Like exactly. I just think something is more, is better than nothing.
2: For sure. I agree with you. Yeah. We're not looking for perfect guys. No, friends, it so doesn't true. even exist. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it does not exist. Oh, imperfection perfect. is actually perfect. <laughs> that's how I feel about it.
1: Imperfection what?
2: Imperfection is perfect.
1: That is, mm-hmm. Perfect. I even have a book over there where it is. Do you actually? That's real? It's oh, shit. The, gift of, <laughs> the Gift of Imperfection. Oh, okay. That See? was a really good book. Highly recommend. But thank you again, Devin, for coming on.
2: Thanks for having me. It's you, always like, always great. drop
1: so much, like, knowledge on us. And it just clearly, it's who you are. You can tell you're not forcing it. It's just literally how you live your life. And it's really cool.
2: Hey, I appreciate you guys for having me.
1: Yeah, thanks for being yeah. here. Yay! Thank you. Bye! Bye! Oh, I should probably say, make sure you subscribe, like, and follow.
2: (laughs) (laughs) He said, let me get that. Let me zoom uh, in on this. Make
1: sure you, uh, if you're not already, follow me on the Butterfly Effect podcast on Instagram. It's actually at the Fly Effect podcast. It'll all be in the description below. You can also follow me on Instagram at Liana Hauser will be below. Devin, you don't have an Instagram. Um, yeah. He's too spiritual for that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, follow me on YouTube if you want to see this video. Um, this is The video is also available on Spotify, but if you're just an audio listener, that is available anywhere. Thank you so much for listening, and have a wonderful day. Bye! We did it! That was,
2: that was good.